Hello, and welcome to another episode of Words of Wisdom, a podcast series dedicated to reflecting on the wisdom of the book of Proverbs. My name is Jerry Weirwell, and it is my pleasure to be on this journey together with you to discover the powerful truths that God has revealed to those who desire to become wise and discerning. Proverbs 12.15 says, The road of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise person listens to counsel. This simple proverb is a clear example of antithetic parallelism, where the first and second lines are contrasted against each other. In the first line, the fool is described one way, and then in the second line, the wise person is described in a different way. However, it is not that the descriptions are merely different, but that they are actually saying the opposite of each other. Sometimes, antithetic parallelism describes things in exactly opposite terms, but at other times, it just gives a positive or good description of a person or thing, and then switches to a negative or bad description for the second person or thing, to show how they are dissimilar. Either way, the purpose of antithetic parallelism is to show a distinction or contrast as a way to motivate the reader to have a particular perspective about something, or to choose a particular course of action. The first thing that is described in the proverb is the road of a fool. In the book of Proverbs, the Hebrew word translated road is derek, and it refers simply to a a way or a road that one travels upon, like a highway. But most often in Proverbs, derek is used with a figurative meaning to denote a manner of conduct or way of life. The metaphor is derived from the imagery of walking down a road as a way to represent the choices one makes in life. And so, the road of the fool describes the fool's way of living and thinking. It is his or her road that, when traveled, brings about certain results and outcomes. And throughout the book of Proverbs, there are many results and outcomes that can be found on the road of the fool, but none of them are good or to be desired. The result or outcome of particular interest here in verse 15 is that the road of the fool entails thinking he is right in his own eyes. To be right in one's own eyes means to be utterly convinced of one's own opinion as being the right one. But it is more than that, because we are each convinced of our own opinions every day. That's why they are our opinions. We probably wouldn't hold an opinion if we thought it was stupid or worthless. People generally think that the way they think is correct. That is completely normal. It would be abnormal for a person to constantly think that the way he or she thinks is wrong. It would be very difficult to make any decisions in life if that was the way a person thought about themselves. But for the fool to be convinced of their opinion is about being resistant to any other suggestions or corrections. It's about having an absolutist mindset that one's way of thinking is perfect and therefore is unchallengeable. The fool believes in the complete rectitude of their own plans and ideas. Because they conceived them, they are unwilling to yield to any other advice that is offered, which might dislodge or bring a question against their plan or idea. They are entirely satisfied with their decisions and believe that there couldn't be a better choice to be made. We could say that a fool is a type of sophomaniac, which is a person who thinks themselves to be overly intelligent. It describes people suffering from a delusion that they have a superior intelligence to all others. If we think that our plan is the best, with no questions asked, then we must think we are the smartest person in the room. Furthermore, fools cannot learn from their own mistakes. 
because they cannot perceive that they have done anything wrong. One of the accompanying symptoms of being a fool is arrogance and pride. The fool thinks so highly of himself that he concludes he can't do anything wrong. It is sad but true that pride will blind the eyes of even the brightest and most gifted individuals. A fool can feel confident doing evil in the sight of God because his moral compass points to whatever north he chooses. Therefore, fools are bound for calamity and destruction because they will not listen to anyone. No one can tell them that they are going down the wrong path because their ears are closed to any voice but their own. Now, on the other hand, the wise person is not like the fool. They are willing to listen to counsel. The Hebrew word translated counsel can mean any form of guidance or advice, feedback, criticism, or admonition, or any other kind of shared knowledge or understanding. You see, the wise person knows their limitations and willingly pays attention to what others have to say to them. But there is a difference between acknowledging one's own limitations and allowing that knowledge to come to bear on one's decision-making process. See, if you ask any person if they know everything, I doubt anyone would answer yes to that question. In theory, people know that they have limited knowledge and understanding. The problem comes in real life, in the moments when they are confronted with other thoughts and ideas, some of which may be in conflict with their own. Well, what does a person do then? Are they willing to consider the counsel of others? Or will they stick to their guns dig in their heels, and unreservedly hold on to what they think, regardless of what others say. This description might sound a lot like a person that we would call stubborn. And there is a degree of stubbornness that overlaps with foolishness. But just because someone is stubborn doesn't automatically mean they are a fool. I remember this one time a few years ago that I was attempting to windsurf for the first time. Windsurfing is a sport where you stand on a surfboard that has a sail mounted to it so you can catch the wind in order to move you along in the water. It is a lot like sailing, but just on a smaller scale with a surfboard. Well, my first few times trying to get up on the board and begin windsurfing were unsuccessful. I kept losing my balance and falling off because once the wind would catch in the sail, I would just get tipped over. It seemed I couldn't counterbalance quite right. To be honest, windsurfing is really more difficult than it looks. I kept trying to get up over and over, find my balance, grab the sail, and begin windsurfing. But I kept losing my balance just moments after the wind would catch in the sail. While I was giving all this effort over and over again to get up on the board and windsurf for more than five seconds... The wind kept pushing me farther down the coast of the lake that we were at. After the wind had blown me a little ways down the coast, I could hear my friends who were also learning to windsurf calling out to me and telling me that I should swim back with the board so that I don't get pushed out into the lake and can't get back. They warned me that windsurfing back to them upwind would be twice as hard and that if I couldn't even windsurf downwind, that I shouldn't think that I could successfully do the more difficult task. But I ignored their warnings and was so confident that I could get up on the board and successfully turn around and head back. I was sure that I could do it and that I didn't need to swim the board back. I didn't see any danger in continuing to try because I was convinced that I could succeed, despite all the evidence to the contrary. 
Well, there came a time after being pushed down the coast quite a ways that I began nearing the end of the cove we were in. And I realized that I was about to be blown out into the middle of the lake away from the shore. And this wasn't a small lake. If I got pushed out into the lake away from the shore, I would probably have to be rescued by a motorboat. And how embarrassing would that be? And so coming to my senses, I quickly dismounted from the board, ceased my relentless attempts at windsurfing, and began paddling toward the shore with one arm while holding onto the board with the other. It was a windy day for sure, and it seemed like I wasn't getting any closer to the shore no matter how hard I swam. After what seemed like a long time, slowly but surely, I was making headway. I was fatigued from all the effort I had been giving trying to windsurf that it made one-arm swimming quite a challenge. Finally, I was able to make it to shore at the very tip of this thin peninsula that stuck out into the lake at the edge of the cove. Thankfully, but very tired, I had to disassemble the windsurfer in order to carry it up the bank and onto dry land. Then I had to make about a half a mile hike back to where my friends were and ask one of them to drive me down the coast with their vehicle to pick up the windsurfer because it's just too big and awkward to carry that distance. Needless to say, I was embarrassed, and I had ignored their warnings to turn back when I should have listened. Now, I was costing them their own time at the lake in order for them to help me remedy my current dilemma. Thankfully, my friends were understanding and willing to help me out. But let me tell you, that incident has cost me countless times since then, because I've been the subject of not just a few jokes about overconfidence, and the consequences of being stubborn and bullheaded. And to my unfortunate dismay, the tale is still alive and well to this day. Well, in conclusion, the wisdom of the proverb is a warning against pride and thinking too much of your own abilities. Wisdom says that we should listen to others and consider what they say because we don't have all the right answers ourselves. Moreover, the wise person acknowledges and seeks out the wisdom of others so that they may benefit from additional insight and understanding which they may lack. We must never perceive ourselves as having sufficient wisdom in all circumstances. That is the reason the wise person will ask God for wisdom, because part of being wise is knowing that more wisdom is always helpful. It will either confirm our current wisdom or challenge it. And there is certainly nothing wrong or bad with evaluating which wisdom applies best to our current situation. In fact, the wisdom in Proverbs itself advises this is the right course to take. We shouldn't be foolish thinking we have it right all the time, because we don't. Let's listen to wise counsel and consider it well. This is the wisdom of the proverb. Thanks so much for listening to the Truth or Tradition podcast. We hope you're enjoying this new series on the words of wisdom from the book of Proverbs. And for more biblical resources, you can visit our website, truthortradition.com. And there you can subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of the future resources that we post. 